My sermon is titled Elevate Purpose. Elevate Purpose. And if you missed us, this is week nine in a series we're calling Elevate. And here at New Life Community Church, I've said it week in and week out, and I'm going to say it for the next several weeks because we'll be still looking at Elevate. And God wants us to elevate every aspect of our life. Every single aspect, God wants us to elevate. God wants to use you in a mighty, mighty way. Let me tell you that. You're a, a tool, you're a resource that God wants to desperately use, not only this morning, but throughout your entire lifetime. This morning is called Elevate's Purpose. Last week, we looked at Elevate Love, and we knew what last week was. Last week was Easter Sunday. It was the day that we, 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 we praised God for, for raising Jesus back up to life. And we know that Jesus is sitting on the right-hand side of the Father. He went to the cross on a Friday. He rose again on a Sunday, and it was all for one reason, and that was because he loved you, and he loved me. Amen? And once Jesus rose from the grave... Once he, that, that Sunday, that, that resurrection Sunday, that Easter Sunday, once Jesus rose from that grave, he spent 40 days with his disciples. If you, if you caught our, our weekday, weekday devotions, you, we went over some of the topics of the 40 days that, that Jesus went through. And if you, if you missed it, you can turn back to Facebook or YouTube and, and watch the, uh, this past week's devotion um, that, that we came at you every morning with. But 40 days. And what did he do in those 40 days? Well, he continued to teach his disciples. He continued showing them the way. He continued discipling them. Uh, discipling them. He continued uh, to, to let them know that they still had purpose. You see, what happened here was, we, here was when Jesus was arrested. We see when he was arrested, uh, Judas went and he committed suicide. But the other 11, they scattered. And the reason being, and the reason why they scattered was they were afraid and we see in john 20 verse 19 the disciples they locked themselves in a room because they were afraid they were afraid of the jewish leaders they were afraid that they were the next ones to be crucified just like their leader just like their master just like their lord jesus was once their leader was gone once the once the disciples were left on their own what happened was they really lost their purpose in life. You know what's interesting is when troubles hits our life, when we get thrown off course, when, we, when, when, when things happen and when a disaster hits or when a pandemic like we're going through hits, what's very interesting, it, uh, it, it's very easy uh, to, to, to lose purpose. It's very easy. And, and you, you, you're hearing stories about it now where people are suffering from depression or they will suffer from depression and discouragement because of the economic uh, uh, fallout through this pandemic. They weren't affected physically by the pandemic, but they're be affected uh, 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 through their finances and through employment and through the economy, which is going to bring depression and it's going to bring discouragement. And when that happens and that comes into our life, what ends up happening is we end up losing our purpose and our will that God has given each one of us in our life. And that's exactly what happened with the disciples. They came and they arrested Jesus. And when they arrested Jesus, they lost their purpose. They lost their purpose and they were afraid. We look at Peter. We look at Peter who, who, who told Jesus that he would never deny Jesus. He told Jesus, listen, even if I have to go die with you, I will go die with you before I deny you. But the same night 
that Jesus was arrested the same night that, that he told Jesus he would never deny him. He went and he denied him not once, but he denied him three times. This was Peter, whom the Bible says, whom Jesus loved. It was the rock of the church. This was Peter's, if you can call him, Jesus's favorite disciple. And his disciple was willing to, 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 to go all out. He even took his sword out and he cut uh, the, the soldier's ear off. And he did that in defense of Jesus. This was a, a fervent disciple who was willing to go die with Jesus, but then went and turned around and denounced, then denied Jesus. What happened with Peter? What happened to Peter was when he was shaken to his core, his focus was thrown off and he lost his purpose in life. We are in a crucial and a critical point in our life where it's very easy for us to get discouraged. It's very easy for us to be depressed. And it's very easy for us to lose our purpose and our focus in life. It's easy to get stuck in the ruts. It's easy for us to live day by day without purpose. We've been on this safe at home for now over a month, and it's very easy for us to get in this, this rut of depression and discouragement and lose our purpose. This is the fifth Sunday. I was telling Austin earlier, this is the Sunday number five without meeting physically in, 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 in this place. And I tell you this because it's very easy to lose focus and it's very easy to lose our purpose. You know, we look at purpose and we think we start thinking things like, I thought I had purpose. I thought I had a reason to live. I thought I, I was going in the right direction. And what happens is we lose that purpose. It's time not to be on the sideline. It's not time to, to, to take the, the, the month off and the next possible month off or whatever time it may be without living a purpose life. It's time right now, church, and my challenge is, is this this morning. It's time to elevate your purpose. It's time to re-examine your purpose. It's time to find your purpose. It's time to move your purpose to the next level where God wants to take each and every one of us. Live each day with purpose. Wake up. Some of us are not working. Wake up every day and, and pray to God and, and read your word and look at Say, God, what do you want my purpose to be today? What, as you go to bed, pray, what do you want my purpose to be tomorrow? What do you want my purpose to be this week, this year in 2020, the next five years, the next 10 years, Lord? Give me purpose to live with each and every day that I have breath. Because as long as you have breath in your lungs, you have a purpose to live out. Amen. Live your life with a purpose. I want you to see this, that when the disciples were about to give up. OK, so we know Jesus was arrested. Right. He was he was crucified. The disciples left. And when the disciples were about to give up, when they were the most afraid, when they viewed that they had nothing left, when they viewed that their purpose was gone, what happened? We notice that what, who shows up? Jesus shows up in the room and he reinstills purpose and he teaches them for 40 days and he gives them purpose. And we see he walked with them for 40 days from the resurrection into the ascension. 40 days of purpose, 40 days of giving them insight and wisdom to their next. And then he left them with the final commission or commandment or uh, a great commission is what it's called Matthew 28. Verse 18 and 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
He says, therefore, go and make disciples. This was the purpose. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In verse 20, he says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you. Your purpose is not by yourself. Your purpose is with, uh, with him. So surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, what's interesting here. Is, is Jesus gives his disciples their purpose, their reason to keep moving on. In the next book we see that's not a gospel, so we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that are, that are the gospels. The next book we see is not a gospel, which is the book of Acts. And what happens in the book of Acts? Their early church is formed. And why is their early church formed? And how is that formed? Because Jesus Christ gave the disciples a new purpose and a new mission and the Great Commission and the new church and the early church, I should say, started forming and it boomed in the book of Acts to where we are today ministering through the internet with you in your living room across the world isn't that amazing but it all started with Jesus giving them the great commission and then laying out their early church and the disciples ran with purpose in the book of Acts I'm so grateful for those early disciples running with purpose finding their purpose again when when tragedy hits when they realized that their leader was dead but when he showed back up on the scene he gave them a new purpose in life amen in the middle of chaos Jesus shows up he gives them purpose and we see them fulfilling their purpose in the book of Acts the question this morning is what does your purpose look like right now what does your purpose look like post pandemic what does your purpose look like next week or next year or five years from now what does your purpose look like because you have a purpose let me tell you that right now, before you squash the idea that you have no purpose, because some of you are watching right now saying, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know if I have a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, you would have been gone as of a minute ago. But you're still here. And because you're still here, God has a reason and a purpose for you. And now it's time to find that reason. And it's time to elevate that reason. This morning, I'm gonna, we got to look back to where we began. In Genesis chapter 1. And we're looking at 26 and verse 27. We'll be in Psalms 139 here in a little bit. But there's three truths I want us to see regarding elevate, elevate purpose this morning. Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27 says this. It says, then God said, let's make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. The image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. The first truth I want us to see, and we have to recognize, is to find our purpose and to elevate our purpose, we must know your creator. Know your creator. You have to know where you come from before you know where you're going. Flat out. If you don't know your creator, you won't find your purpose because your, your purpose is found in your creator. The first truth that we must come to understand is knowing where and uh, that, that you were designed in the image of God. Image of God. I was designed, you were designed, type that in the, in, in the comment box. That is a powerful statement. I was designed in the image of God. Finding your purpose starts out with finding who your creator is, knowing who your creator is. 
See, God made different creations over his six days, up and through the sixth day. And I touched on it a little bit last week. But he, 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 he created everything in six days. And none of them, absolutely none of them other than me and you, was formed in the image of God. That's how important you are. Isn't that amazing? Not one, nobody else other than you and me. Not even the angels that are in heaven that are around God's throne as they sing holy, holy, holy. None of them are made in the image of God. And we sometimes look at angels as someone of a higher being. But let me tell you, not even the angels in heaven were formed in the image of God. Isn't that, that, that that's important. That's special. That's something to take a, to hold of. Look at the value he placed upon you. He said this. He said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness. He said it twice He want what he wanted you to be. When God created the world, he, he looked at it, and every day he said, it is good. It is good. It is good. On the sixth day, he created the creatures on earth, and he looked upon them, and he said, it's good. And then after he created the creatures on earth, at the final end of the sixth day, he made man and woman. In verse one, uh, chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 31, says, God saw all that he made, and it was very good. Someone type very good. And it wasn't just good. You're just not okay. You're not just good. You're not just best. You are very good. That's what God calls us. And for us to understand that, that's where our purpose starts at, knowing that you are called very good, not just good, but very good. The creator of heaven and earth, the creator of the great mountains, the creator of the depths of the sea. If you've ever been on a boat and you can see the depths of the sea, the creator that, that created all that looked upon you when he made you and he looked with, with our flaws and everything else that we can throw in and he looked at you and he said, you know what? I may be biased because you're my child, but you look very good. Amen? You look very good. He created you with gifts. He created you with talents. He created you as, you as being an individual with unique qualities. There is nobody like you on the face of the planet other than you. No one has your fingerprints. No one has your DNA. No one has your DNA. Three months back, I took a DNA test and, 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 and just to see where history was, you know, in terms of Ancestry.com. And I looked at my DNA and I compared that with my sister. She did hers, too. And it's interesting because we're made up of, of similar DNA. But even as being full-blooded siblings, we have similar but not exact DNA. Nobody has your genetic makeup in the face of this earth because God formed you and he looked upon you. And he said, you know what? That's very good. You're very good. Know your creator. That's the first step of knowing your purpose. The second one is found in Psalms 139, verse 13 through 17. It says this. You made all the delicate inner part of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. Look what it says. 
how wonderfully complex. The workmanship is marvelous. You saw me before I was born. Your thoughts towards, towards me, how precious are your thoughts towards me? What is that? What does it consist of? One word, value. The second thing I want us to see, the second truth is know your value. Part of finding your purpose is knowing your value, knowing what you are worth. Your value begins knowing, uh, uh, your value begins with the fact that you are made by the hands of the creator and his very image. He knit you together. He instilled in you a purpose. And we know the value of something, of an item, by who designed that item. There are brands that we know, and then they're top brands, right? And we pay a pretty penny. We pay a pretty, pretty penny for our Nikes because we know that they're pretty decent shoes, right? For me, I love playing basketball and Nikes, right? My son, it's Nikes or Under Armour. He won't wear nothing else, right? He knows the quality of a shoe, and we pay the price not because of who made it, but who designed it and who created it. The value of an item rests in the creator of the item. Listen to this. I'm not, I'm not an artist by no means, and I'm not going to even pretend I, I am one. I'm not. In fact, my three-year-old at home probably draws better than I do, right? So let me tell you this. If I drew a painting of the Mona Lisa and I was a good, good artist, right? There'd be no value to my art. And you ask, why, why wouldn't it be no value to your, to your art? And because the value of the painting is not in the painting itself, but it's in the creator of the painting. The value is not on the paint or the canvas that is used. The value is the one who made the portrait. The value rests in a man called Leonardo da Vinci. That's where the value in the Mona Lisa uh, rests, and it was the creator of the Mona Lisa. And the same goes for you and I. Our value is not in who you are. Your value is in your creator, and we have to come to that recognition. It's not about who you are, but it's about who he is in our life amen and that is huge that is absolutely huge because when you don't see your value you have to look to the creator who made you with value because he values you Ephesians 2 10 tells us this for we are God's masterpiece say that God's masterpiece right where you're at say God's masterpiece type it in 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 the in the, in the, in the, the text box God's masterpiece he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned he planned for us long ago he has a plan and a purpose you are God's masterpiece isn't that amazing? You are God's masterpiece, just like the Mona Lisa is Da Vinci's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. The Mona Lisa in 2019, the original Mona Lisa was valued at $850 million. $850 million. One masterpiece that was designed in human hands with, I'm, I'm going to say it, with, with, with flaws and all kinds of things. Because if Da Vinci was still alive, he would point out what he did wrong in that masterpiece piece but it's perfect what we consider perfect one masterpiece is 850 million dollars and we all agree that that's a large sum of money but your value is worth more than that because of who your creator is amen Da Vinci's creation has high value, but I'm here to tell you today church you're worth more than 850 million dollars praise God because your value who your creator is your value rests and your creator it does not rest in the creation and you have a high value see let me tell you this church some of us 
let me tell you this. It, I, I struggle with it. I'm going to be clear and, 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 and honest for you. I struggle with it sometimes. I look at myself and say, you know, this preacher is better than me, and that pastor is doing a better job, and this sermon wasn't as good. And, and I look at, you know, my work, and I look at, you know, as a parent, and I look all these things. And I, what I do is I end up beating myself up. And I end up degrading who I am. And we, we beat ourselves up. And we look at our gifts and our talents and we say, well, somebody else can do that job better. Somebody else can do it better and, and, and do it bigger than I can. Someone else can do it better looking than I can. Someone else can do it more professional than I can. And that's all fine and dandy because you'll always find someone that can do it better than you. But do not give up on the purpose that God has called for you because he has found value in your purpose. Amen. And what do, we, what do we do when we do that? We give up on our purpose. And what do we do? We allow others to do our purpose for us. The, the purpose that God has called you to do, we allow somebody else to do it. Because we view them different. Because we value them more and we don't value who our creator is. What do we do? We, 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 we downsize our, our value. We, and then we end up doing is we downsize our creator. We discount him. Because we discounted our own value. My father used to say all the time, you know what? That's stinking thinking. It's dumb. It's stupid. But you know what? We do it all the time because I'm guilty of doing it myself. I'm guilty of it. I think we all are guilty of it. Let me tell you this. Your value is not who you are. Your value is who your creator is. And that's important. To know, that's why it's so important to know who your creator is and what they created, which is you and me. Look what Jesus says in Matthew 10, 29-30, out of the Amplified Version. It says, are not two little sparrows sold for a penny, two sparrows sold for one penny? And he says, and yet not one of them will fall to the ground without your father's leave, consent, and notice. And verse 30 says, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. What is he saying? Is he saying, listen, two sparrows that are worth a penny, you want to divide it in a half and say each sparrow worth a half a cent. He says, worth a half a cent. How many times do we walk through, walk across and, and we know it's pennies on the ground. We don't pick it up because it's just one cent. And he says here, two sparrows, two little sparrows worth one cent total. And I notice them when they fall. I notice them when, when, when they die. I notice what they're doing. And he looks at us and says, listen, I know, the head, I know the hair on your head. And I numbered them. What is he saying? He goes, listen, the value of you is so much greater than these two sparrows. And I value you at a high, high price because I've made you and I've called you and I've given you purpose. He looked upon you and said, it's a very good thing. He made you with value. He made you with purpose. Know your creator, know your value. Know your creator, know your value. And the third and last one, going back to Genesis 126. This is my favorite one. I love this. I may get fired up. I may get tear up. We'll see what happens, but this is going to be awesome. Verse 26, I'm going to read it again. It says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and all of the creatures that move along the ground. The third thing we see is know your reason. Know your why. What's my purpose? Know your reason. God said that you are made in the image and likeness of him. He says, you know, we, we, we know that we, we have a, 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 a value because of who our creator is. And he says, listen, I'm giving you reason. I'm giving you reason. 
Reason is defined as a cause, an explanation or justification for an action or event. There is a cause for your reason. There's a cause for your existence. There's an explanation for your, your existence. He has justified why he has made you. You were created for a reason. You were created with a purpose. Well, I want you to draw something. Here it goes. I want you to look back. And, and, and Austin, if you can go back to verse 26 for me. It says this. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds. Did you catch the important words there? The important words is so that, so that mankind was made, is, uh, mankind was created so that. The words so that gave Adam and Eve purpose. The words that so that gives us reason. They were made there to give them reason. Let me tell you, you were not made by an accident, but God made you so that you can fill in that blank. Amen. So that, so that what? So that you become the next president of the United States, so that you can become the first graduate and your family to graduate college, so that you can become that entrepreneur that God has called you to become, so you can be the, that, that, uh, 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 become that, that number one salesperson, so you can become that best mom or dad or grandfather or grandpa, so you can become that next evangelist or that next minister, or so that you can become that next great. Sunday school teacher so you can become that best brother or sister or that best friend so that gives you reason today amen so that what is your so that this morning God you make God made you so that you can what that is your reason that is your purpose for me personally it made me so that I can become a father so that I can become a husband so that I can become a son a brother, an uncle, a, a, a friend, a minister, a coach, a worker, a laborer of the kingdom of God. God made me so that, and that so that is your reason this morning. Amen. What is your so that this morning? What is your so that this morning? Amen. That so that gives you reason. That so that gives you purpose. I tell you, before God made Adam and Eve, before God made Adam, it was so that, so that gave him purpose. It says in Genesis 2, 7, verse 8, 7 and 8 says this, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. He says in verse 8, it says, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east and Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. God placed Adam and Eve in the garden. He entrusted Adam with his creations. He gave Adam the responsibility of naming his creations. Adam was placed in the garden. Adam was not placed in the garden to sit in the garden and view God's work. Adam was placed in the garden with a purpose and for a reason. Amen. And that same goes for us today. You were created with a purpose and a reason to live out your life today, right now. Before God made you, he said he had plans for you. Jeremiah 29:11 says, the plans I have, I have for you declares the Lord. As God was creating you in your mother's womb, he already had a purpose and a reason and a plan. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork, handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen. What does that mean? It means God has a purpose. 
He had a purpose when he made Adam. He had a purpose when he made you. You were not created to be idle. You were not created to do nothing. You were created to live with a purpose. Each one of us made with a purpose and mission in life. In Luke 1, we, we see the angel Gabriel visits Zechariah. And while Zechariah is performing his, 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 his priestly duties in the temple, the, the angel tells Zechariah that he's going to have a son, and we know his son as John the Baptist. And we know that Elizabeth was barren. We know that Elizabeth was up in age, that she couldn't give birth uh, uh, up until this point. But Gabriel begins to describe to Zechariah his son and what a son will become. He gives him detailed instructions of what John would become. John was not just an, an, an accident. He was created for a purpose. And I tell you that story to tell you this. The same story is your story. God looked upon you and said, you are very good. He looked upon you and said, you have value, my child. He looked upon you and said, I have purpose and reason for your life. I will breathe in purpose and reason. You got to know who your, who your creator is. It starts with knowing who God is. And let me tell you this. God doesn't do anything mediocre. Nothing. Nothing mediocre. If you think something mediocre, go walk around your block. Look at nature. Look at the birds of the air. Look at the flowers on the ground. Look at the weeds and the grass. Look at the trees. Look at the air that you breathe in the complex of our human body. There's nothing mediocre about any of it. God does nothing mediocre. Get mediocre out of your mind, out of your mouth, because God does nothing mediocre, including making you and me. You're not, you're, you weren't an accident. There was a design. There was a, 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 a purpose. There's a reason. Know your creator. Know your value. Know your reason. My challenge for us this morning is to take time and during this quarantine to find out your purpose, not just for today, not just for this week, but this coming month, for the rest of 2020 and beyond. Find your purpose. Let me tell you this. Life is really slow, really slow. For me, I'm still working full time, but I ain't doing all the basketball and all the extra activities that are going on. Life, I have a few little extra minutes on, uh, in my life. Some of us are not working at all. Some of us have a 40 hours plus available and their life right now. Take that time because you, if you don't take the time right now to find your purpose, let me be honest with you, and this is going to hurt, you never will. And the reason being is life will never be this slow again. God willing, we will never deal with the pandemic. God willing, we will never be on lockdown like we have been. God willing, we can go back to a, a, a somewhat normal life and we become busy again. And if we don't take the time to find our purpose, find who our creator is, You'll never do it. And that's just being honest. That's being really honest. You will never do it. Find your value. Find your value. Your value is not placed upon what someone's spoken over your life. Your value rests in your creator. Your value is not what your mom and dad has called you or what your coach in high school has called you or what a teacher has called you to be. It is what your creator has called you to be. That is where your value rests. Over the next month or so, we're going to return to some kind of day-to-day, -day, hopefully, regular living. But it's in the middle of the circumstance that you can allow God to define your purpose. And let me take it one step further for the ones that had purpose, right? And you're not exactly sure where you, where you land at in that. 
Take this time for God to redefine your purpose. Define your purpose and redefine your purpose. Let me tell you this. You are not a product of, your situa- of the situation. You're re- the results of a great master creator. That's who you are. Take time this week and elevate your purpose. Take time with God and elevate your purpose. Let's close and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us purpose. I thank you for giving us wisdom. Lord, I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, wherever people may be at, Heavenly Father. Lord, it's so easy, Lord, to be locked up in a house for a month to find discouragement, to find depression, to allow those things to come into our life. Lord, but you did not give us the spirit of discouragement. You did not give us the spirit of depression, Heavenly Father, but you have given us a purpose. You have given us a value. You have given us a reason, Lord. And I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that as we are praying right now, Lord, that you start instilling, Heavenly Father, the next in life, Lord, the next right now, Heavenly Father. Give us purpose. Give us wisdom, Lord. Give us a reason, Lord, the next day to day to day life, Lord. And then allow us to see the purpose beyond the pandemic, Heavenly Father. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, right now, Lord, for the, the ones that have felt a discouragement, Lord, for the ones that have felt depressed, I bind, break, and loose it in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that peace would come upon their household, Heavenly Father. I ask you for encouragement to come upon them, Heavenly Father. I ask you, Lord, for wisdom, Lord. I ask you, Lord, that if they have a, a, a goal to be an entrepreneur, Heavenly Father, or go back to school, whatever, Lord, allow them to take this time, Lord, to shift in life, Lord. Give them their next. Give them the purpose, Heavenly Father. Encourage them, Lord, where they are at right now in life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the church says, amen, amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next Sunday. Join us throughout the week uh, for our our weekly devotions. Uh, We'll have another brief rebroadcast tonight at 7. Share it with your friend because I'm telling you right now, you have value, you are very good, and you have a reason to live. Amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week. Thank you.